My name is Zara. And my name is Maisha. And you're listening to That's What They Said. Where we break down the them versus us narrative. Welcome back to another episode of That's What They Said. I've got Maisha here with me. And once again, it's been a while since we've been on this platform. Um, we've wanted to get our episodes out more regularly, but unfortunately, things are not as predictable these days, even though you think 2021 and we have more stability <laughs> and more, um, you know, clarity on what's happening. But no, in, here in Vancouver, we're still a little... We still have a few restrictions, so yeah, we still can't meet as much as we would like to. So we're back after quite a while with a new episode. About a month, and but yeah. just in time before the Women's History Month ends. Exactly, yeah. That's great. So um, if you guys remember, Women International Women's Day was on March eighth. Um, while it was a great occasion to celebrate, there's definitely some things that we need to think about in terms of how far we've come, um, how we've been affected by COVID nineteen, and by we I mean women, um, and just what still needs to be done to achieve mm-hmm. equality, like complete equality in around the world for women. Mm-hmm. So the the theme for Women's History Month or International Women's Day in this year was hashtag choose to challenge. I don't really know if that hashtag is necessary, but it's basically choose to challenge. And I think that basically means we need to choose to challenge to break the systems that create inequality for us, right? Mm-hmm. That, at least that's where I'm thinking. And um, the official line, I guess, from the website is a challenged world is an alert world and from challenge comes change Mm -hmm. which i do agree with so we're going to be discussing today kind of how far we've come as in terms of gender equality and what still needs to be worked on well more than what really needs to be worked on is how we covid19 has set back some of the gains that women have made and just kind of slowed the progress of reaching gender equality yeah yeah so before we dive into that, we just want to first of all highlight some of the achievements and accomplishments yes. for women in 2020, despite 2020 being a hard year for everybody. Exactly. Really. It's definitely right? important I think to do that. The first and foremost thing that comes to everybody's mind, because this is the most, I guess, publicized one, mm-hmm. was the election of a female vice president yeah. in the United States, yeah. Kamala Harris, uh, a black uh, South American descent, South uh, Asian, South Asian. <laughs> oh, my apologies. Uh, black South Asian descent woman to mm-hmm. be elected to vice president. And, you know, I think all that, you know, those photos that went around where they kind of had, um, the headshots of all the VPs. Yeah. And then Kamala's the only woman in like this, like what, 50 or 60, or whatever. And it's quite powerful. Mm-hmm. So I think that was something really amazing. Yeah. That actually is quite a powerful shot. Just her and a bunch of old white men as mm-hmm. VPs. Yeah, and like, you know, for a lot of people around the world, they didn't see it as a big achievement because there's actually 22 other head of, like, leaders of other countries that are women. Yeah. So many people were like, well, what's the big deal? But yeah. it's the big deal because America's a major player in the world. Yeah. yeah. And for them to have a female vice president, it's like, I think that's a huge... Yeah, I think it's it's also... Um, because, I mean, our own country, Bangladesh, our, we've never had, like, a male leader in the last, what, three, four decades. Yeah. It's always been led by women. Uh, Bangladesh is one of the few countries in the world that has or currently has a female leader. Others mm-hmm. have been Pakistan, New Zealand, Germany. Uh, I think Angela Merkel, everybody knows about that strong-ass woman. Yeah. So I think for U.S., you're right, they're 
they're so representative of so many things in the world and they're the big brother exactly so basically power. men are running the world because yeah. if you're if you're a male politician in america you have a say in so much in the world yeah exactly yeah. so that's definitely important and it's very good news and and to think always you know something i thought with countries like saudi arabia and stuff like they have to be okay with you know a female vice president yeah that's you know, things like that right because i feel like um a lot of these more conservative countries they have to face a lot they have to face up to a lot of these issues that they usually shove under the rug mm-hmm. when u.s takes like exactly. like think about That's a very good point yeah mm-hmm. and then another big achievement for women was that there was the first woman CEO of a major bank, Citibank. Yeah. That was yep. Jane Frazier. Uh-huh. And that's a huge deal because Citibank is a major bank. They have um, banks all over the world. Yeah. And they do control a lot of what happens in the economy and whatnot. Yeah. So to have a female CEO. Lead, woman, lead a major bank. Yeah, that's a huge, huge deal. Yeah, huge, yeah. Exactly. And I think, so another thing that happened was... Whitney Wolf, heard, yeah. who many might know as the CEO of Bumble. Um, she became the youngest woman billionaire after the second online, second biggest online dating company, Bumble, uh, went public in the US. Mm-hmm. And I think if somebody has followed the journey of Bumble, right, like she left Tinder, or sorry, or journey of Whitney, like she left Tinder because I think she had issues with the management. Yeah. Um, and then she went off and started an app because she thought... Uh, and she, the issues she had with the management, she was in the right. Yeah. Um, but she, when she left the company, she was like, I want to start a dating app where she will realize I want to give power to women. Um, because usually, uh, I don't know if people have used dating apps. I've used dating apps. Yeah. In Tinder, if you match with someone, the guy or the girl can message each other. Yeah. Sometimes, to be honest, it's pretty <laughs> creepy messages coming through. You're like, yeah. what the fuck? But I think Whitney was like, and I'm not saying all guys, of course. I mean, it's yeah. great. Some guys are great. Um, but I think Whitney's idea was like she wants to give women, uh, the woman the power and the circumstances in which she left the tender and she wanted to prove something to herself, I think, yeah. and do something for women. She created this app and in this app, only if you if, if a man matches with a woman or even uh, only a woman can then first do the first do the first move and it's quite powerful yeah um to have that choice exactly um and i think then of course bumble expanded into bumble bffs and bumble biz yeah networking. that's really cool that she, that she yeah. expanded into those yeah. sides and like i think that's an important point you mentioned that it feels power- powerful to have that choice because i think a lot of women feel like they don't have choice mm-hmm. in any in so many things such as their yeah. body such as their life in their household. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's really good news. And then other than that, well, in the US, more than 50% of the workforce is actually women now. Or yeah. before the pandemic. Before, pandemic. before the pandemic, it was women. So that's a huge deal. So it was early 2020 achievement. Yeah, yeah. early 2020 achievement, yeah. yeah. And then in Bangladesh, where we're from, there was the first trans woman newscaster to be broadcasted live. It just happened a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that that's, a huge, that's a huge news because, you know, first of all, w- rights for trans women in general, is not really good anywhere in the world, yeah. I would say, right? Yeah. They're discriminated wherever they go. So in a place like Bangladesh, which is primarily conservative, to see that on TV, that was huge. Yeah. 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 And then I think the next one was, and I know, I think some people are still listening, they're like, oh, we're like listing facts. But honestly speaking, a lot of you might not have known a lot of this. Yeah. So it's kind of important, especially 2020 to some might seem like such a dark year, but there are some positive silver exactly, linings, right? Yeah. So another thing was um, Scotland made period products free for all. Yeah, that's a huge deal. Which, honestly... Period poverty is a thing. Yeah. And if people don't realize it, uh, period costs per month can go up to, I would say, 
six bucks, seven bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming like if you have to buy pads and tampons and stuff, yeah. right? And for a child or a teenager, essentially, she might not have that money. Her family might not be able to mm-hmm. afford it, right? So that's huge. That is. And not to forget that period products are also taxed in other countries. Scotland went ahead and was like, screw your tax, I'm going to make it free, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and then in Afghanistan, there's a new law that was signed into uh, play where mothers are now, mothers' names are now allowed on birth certificates. And while that might not seem like a big thing, it definitely is because in countries like Afghanistan and Bangladesh and many patriarchal societies, the man makes all the decisions and when they have a document where only their name is for their child, yeah. they take control of what happens in their child's life. So now mothers with their name on the birth certificate can actually go and make decisions for their children that's for education amazing. for healthcare by themselves yeah yeah that's that's amazing. that's huge i think yeah and then gitanjali rao if you guys remember time kid of the year she was recently made the time kid of the year the first for, time kid of the year yeah exactly for 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 stem fields for mathematics yeah. and science and stuff so that was a huge deal to see more women younger generation of women very like doing so well in the field of stem yeah yeah it's awesome and then on on a similar note i guess Two women won a Nobel Prize in chemistry, which has never happened before in chemistry and physics. It's always been either one woman or uh, no women. Essentially, I think there's only six women who have won a Nobel Prize in uh, chemistry and physics. So this is a huge deal. So yeah, we've had some great things happen in 2020. And uh, and 2021 kind of as well. So we're we're saying yeah we're reflecting from like last year's yeah. history month. This and this year. is just a few. There's women have definitely made great strides in many different fields. There has been a lot maybe shift in people's mentality. More stuff out there in the news where women you know people are really pushing for equality. They're trying to reduce the gender pay gap, but unfortunately there's one big issue that we just cannot avoid these days which is COVID-19 yep. the pandemic that's still going on um, and unfortunately women have been disproportionately affected by the effects of the pandemic yeah. and some people have actually termed this she session mm-hmm. um, because obviously it's kind of like a play on words with recession Mm -hmm. so typically in a recession what happens is jobs in construction and other industries like that they're really affected and so more men lose out on jobs but with the pandemic because the jobs that are mostly affected are low-income jobs with less security and where like where where it was more about social gatherings exactly so retail hospitality exactly uh restaurants yeah and primarily women work in these fields so women have been extremely affected a quote from the international labor organization actually says sorry a study from the international labor organization actually suggests that an equivalent of 140 million full-time jobs may be lost due to COVID 19 and of that that's globally that's global yeah and of that women's employment is 19 percent more at risk than men 19 percent is quite a lot yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so essentially more women are leaving the workforce or deciding to go part-time or, or it's just some sort of downshifting their career in some capacity as a result of the pandemic. And, you know, this is primarily because of what we just said. Women, they represent industries where jobs are more affected by COVID-19. Yeah. And they're also because of childcare, lack of childcare. Yeah. Yeah. For example, I think 40% of all employed women, like 510 women, million women globally work in hard hit sectors compared to 36% of employed men. Mm -hmm. So clearly there's, uh, there's a lot of, I mean, there was clearly a gap, right? So I think what what COVID-19 did is it sort of like exposed or amplified uh, structural issues that already existed when it comes to like gender inequality or Mm -hmm. gender pay gap or in the workforce and in the economy. And I think that 
it's now it's like you have to reckon with it a lot more faster or realize that um, the scale of the thing is a lot more bigger because I think um, if and I think for us it's hard for us to kind of like imagine when we look at just or imagine the direness of the situation when you just think of the numbers or hear the numbers mm-hmm. but just they like try to I think I guess if we try to humanize it for example let's take like one woman right yeah she's was a retail manager at I don't know adidas or whatever right in the mm-hmm. mall now the mall closed malls have been indefinitely closing opening closing opening that has led to many many stores either permanently closing or yeah. temporarily closing or laying off staff to cut costs so say this one retail manager she loses her job right so what then happens is she goes on unemployment benefits now here's the thing the longer you are in the un- um, unemployed there's erosion of skills mm-hmm. and the harder it is it gets for you to get a job yeah and for sure, yeah. Uh, because even then because as and this is a well-known fact for any job uh, any person who does a job in the job market that when an employer sees a huge gap in employment he always thinks that oh she don't want to invest in this person again because you know they've been out of the job market for so long that's very true yeah. right mm-hmm. so this is one scenario that it takes her a long time to say get a job because yeah. her skill uh, and then then maybe she's like okay you know what I've been unemployed for a while now um, and of course and I at think this point just to add to what you're saying at this point many people have been unemployed for over a year yeah yeah, yeah with COVID-19 exactly mm-hmm. right so I so either you stand for a very long time or say some women have actually gone and been okay you know what I need to make ends meet so they end up taking a job that's lower than their skill level exactly. so she might be a retail manager mm-hmm. but she might end up taking a much lower skilled job exactly just like a regular associate and yeah. then that actually affects long term income like yeah. in the household income and yeah. then your ability to retire at a certain age is exactly. also affected because you didn't make as much money exactly. yearly as you should have exactly yeah. so overall then what happens like is a domino effect exactly so if yeah. the woman's earnings is if you you start with another low-paying job it's gonna be higher it's hard for you to climb up the ladder mm-hmm. and now imagine this is for one woman's case and because if she, and if she's of a house from a household and if she's got even kids and stuff right she's that household's income overall and decreases so the quality of life that they're gonna exactly. lead it decreases not to forget that if this one particular woman, the amount of her consumer spending is also prone to decline. She's yes. going to be buying less goods, right? Yeah. So buy less goods means less production in the economy. Now yeah. think of this one woman, but then multiply it with millions. That's a huge impact. That is a huge impact, yeah. Right? So I think it's, it's easier for us to look on a micro level and think about like one woman, right? Uh, or even like think about like one working mother, right uh somebody who is at home and now um, sorry because of covid she's not she's had started to work from home yeah and i think that's come up right yeah that's and i think that's where that inequality at home really comes up Mm -hmm. because if you're working from home say say both parents are working from home right and uh, you're in a traditional family with a male and female partner right if you're in in a in a relationship like that then i think in general, the trend or the mindset of people is kind of like the woman is the caretaker of the home. Yeah. So even if both of them are working from home, it turns out that the woman takes on the care aspect yeah. of the relationship, right? And on top of that, with with children going to school remotely now, like there's yeah. online classes and then um, you're working from home as well. That like that amalgamation of everything is just... It's chaos, right? And then you're yeah. having to maybe take breaks from your work and take care of the child. And unfortunately... It's just how majority of cultures are. Like the man yeah. isn't really held responsible for. Um, I think even yeah. even when it's an extremely progressive like couple or household, yeah. I think it's just inherently or instinctively right because yeah. it's something so like primal and that women are you know more the caregiving yeah uh, part of the relationship for sure. So I think when you 
in that, as you said, that during that chaotic situation when say actually both the mom and dad are both working say side by side or at home and uh, the mom is actually shouldering more responsibility for the child. It just yeah. so happens, right? There have been noted, like studies have seen where women actually either decided to leave the job completely yeah. because they're like, well, screw this shit. Like my eyes, I can't work properly. I've got a child, I've got yeah, one yeah, or yeah. more children to take care of. And even though the, uh, I think the, male partner is trying to help yeah. it's still hard it's not the, it's not yeah. as much um, and then I think many a times the male partner is making more money so when mm-hmm. when it comes down to the decision who's going to leave their job mm-hmm. to take care of the family it she majority of majority of times yeah. it's like the person who makes the least amount of money yeah. is going to stay home yeah. because yeah. whatever is beneficial for the family financially yeah. right yeah. and on top of that so leaving aside working from home like if you are working from the office now your children are still not going to school because of uh, schools most of the schools are so closed mm-hmm. there's a lot of remote learning going on so in that instance it's like there's no child care provided yeah. uh, by because of COVID, by, because of just, COVID a lot of daycares are closed exactly a lot of daycares are closed and in general there's not really a government set up system in most countries for companies to offer you daycare services like i know a lot of companies that do have a daycare in their office that helps their employees take care of um their kids during those hours but unfortunately that's not a majority case right and yeah when i was looking into this i actually found out during um world war ii i believe in america um there was a lot of women there was a lot of men who were now in who are now in war right so there's a there's a lack of um workers because the men are not there so that's when the government actually initiated this campaign to get more women working in fields that typically men work in such as at oil rigs such as at mines such as at whatnot and when when they were getting more women to work because they needed workers and they realized that a major challenge for women working is childcare. Yeah. They need where's the child gonna stay all day? Who's gonna make sure they get a nutritious yeah. meal? So then there would be child there would be um daycares or some sort of like something and this was set in the up US. in the US, yeah. yeah. So something was actually set up for women to bring their children in where they could mm-hmm. hang out all day, where they would not just get some basic education, they would get a good place to rest and where they would get nutritious meals. And sometimes these places would actually send you home with food because they know once the mother gets home, she's not going to have the energy or time to cook. So they'd send them home with a rotisserie chicken or something mm-hmm. like that. So like there was, there is, it is possible to set up these systems, right? And then when, when the war ended, when men started coming back home, there was a lack of jobs for men because now women yeah. had earned some skills and they were wanting to go into the work field. And then another social campaign started to say that your child's going to become a drug addict. Your child's not going to grow up with proper nutrition unless the woman stays at home and takes care of the mm-hmm. family. This was like Nixon era. And that's when like, you know, again, the social campaign started going on like women's place is at home. Yeah. So it's so sad that a lot of equality has to do so much with the men's, political needs and or, men's needs in a way, right? That's Which, true. Yeah, men's and needs in the political climate. Politics is driven by men. That's true. Still exactly. Yeah. 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 So basically, there's a way. There's but how you want to allocate? Kamala, so I just want to jump in here. That's yeah. why Kamala winning is such a big thing because politics is driven mainly by men. Exactly. Like the big in the big room, and now to have a woman there, mm-hmm. they're like you know, just being physically a a person being present makes hell of a difference. Yeah, and you might say like there's a lot of female Congress members, but you know. You need someone way at the top to yeah. let you approve that, right? Right next to like, the president. Kamala has a tie-breaking vote for almost everything, yeah. Now, right? Like, look at that. That's amazing. Yeah, but um, yeah, that so so that's the thing, right? I feel like, and people don't realize that going back to the um, 
Women's Day theme that you brought you mentioned earlier, Choose to Challenge, right? It's like everybody talks about how the pandemic is like a reset for so many things. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, we don't want to go back to pre-pandemic normal. We want, let's yeah. make change the normal, right? Because it's like, of course, exactly. pandemic better. Like, oh, it wasn't yeah, Michelle Obama. <laughs> yeah, like, and if it's a once in a lifetime thing, the pandemic, then of course you want to reset and change like so many things. So I think a lot of issues like mental health yeah. and uh, it, 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 racism, sexism, a lot of these things have been like thought of again. Um, even like economics wise, a lot of people are looking into whether capitalism is working, yeah. inequality, poverty, etc., etc. Right? Yeah. So I think even for women's Shaking issues, up the systems. exactly. Even for women's issues, I think this is a time to reset because people are not realizing that right now that say vaccinations have started across the world, so people are hoping that by end of 2022 we can go to some semblance of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't just start the wheels on the economy on full gear or whatever first gear <laughs> whatever yeah. um till you realize that half of your workforce is uh not given all the instruments or necessary in order to yeah, work right exactly you've not only have like you know like as we mentioned that women are either completely leading the workforce you've got labor for participation rate that's decreasing they also think about like you know at the end of the day economic growth right that's driven from labor supply mm. so more people working means more people are producing stuff yeah so more production Jobs. goods means economic growth exactly. so if women are leaving the workforce part and here's the thing it's not to say that at the beginning of the pandemic the way the inequality between the impact on women and men started out it actually won't stay that level because a lot of it is converging now just because you know a lot of places are opening up yeah but a lot of but even then a significant amount of jobs will be permanently lost or yeah. and a significant number of women will have dropped from the label exactly yeah force, you know and you know once you drop from something it's really hard to, to find that. your way back yeah, yeah. Like because employers of, won't hire you. Then. Exactly. Not just like because of what we talked about before about mm-hmm. like, you know, skill gap. Not skill gap, sorry, like I guess what's the uh, erosion of skills. Erosion of skills, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially and yeah, the on the on the topic of the economy being affected, like I think there was a quote that we read where uh in terms of I guess poverty is also gonna increase, right? Mm-hmm. So the a recently released report shows that the pandemic will push 96 million people into extreme poverty by 2021 this is globally yeah. so 47 of these are 47 million of whom are women and girls mm-hmm. and this will bring the total number of women and girls living on less less than 100 uh, $1.90 to 435 million that's a lot that's a lot and majority of the girls and women that are getting affected by this are people between the ages of 25 and 34 and this is a prime age for you to build your career as well as build your family yeah yeah families yeah that's huge right when you yeah. think about it and it's just like how people actually now think about how you know how it's a thing now that uh millennials it's hard for millennials to sort of like save money and millennials, all of that yeah. Uh, yeah because of uh we're we're millennials are the generation that's been hit with two recession one yeah. in the 2008 and one in the pandemic recession right yeah uh but you also have to think about that as it, it, it kind of like the impact is like a bit more harder, especially because of COVID-19 yeah. on women, exactly. you know, when you take into account gender. So I think that's the point that, mm-hmm. um, that's why it's called, I think some people, even initially when I heard, I remember Zara told me that she session is a term and I was yeah. like, what the? <laughs> yeah, it makes but sense. And once you understand the facts and you read up on it and you actually like, the way I look at it, it's like you humanize the facts, right? You realize that it's very, it's very hard to empathize uh, when you're looking at numbers yeah right like even you know I, I think about that working dad yeah. who now works from home alongside the working mom who works from home right mm-hmm. I think previously I think a lot of men knew and we're very understanding of the fact that women are just primary caregivers it yeah. even, even happens in the most progressive relationship but uh, and the 
the impact on a woman's career of yeah. caregiving, right? And I think a lot of progressive men, supporting men, understood that, tried helping as much as they could. But still, I think there was, you know, progress that needed, more progress that needed to be made. Yeah. But I think the upside that came from the work from home culture due to the pandemic was that I think dads got a better understanding of what it truly means to be caregivers because yeah. they had to do sort of like more than their pre-pandemic share of yeah. household work, including taking your children. And they got to see how much caregiving actually entails, like yeah. housekeeping and caregiving actually yeah. does a lot of work. Like after a long day of a nine-hour shift at work, anybody coming home gets tired. Yeah. So like they probably felt like I worked nine hours at the office, like what did my wife or partner do all day? Why, yeah. why isn't the food ready? Yeah, why the isn't this is, ready? The wife is a but homemaker. now they realize yeah. that you don't just sit at home. Like, taking care of a child is hard work. Taking care yeah. of the house and making sure that everything functions smoothly is hard work. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's this whole yeah. thing where a lot of people, not just men, but also working women, shit on homemakers. Yeah. What are you doing at home, sure, right? Yeah, 100%. And what you just said, that, you know, I think when you actually live with the person at home, you realize that, it takes so much for exactly. you to be able to come home after work. It's actually a job. It's a job, right? It's unpaid work, yeah. essentially, is what yeah. a lot of people are calling it now. Yeah. I remember, I think I read somewhere in China, there's this woman who actually got compensated mm-hmm. during a divorce, got compensated for the hours of unpaid work she did as a housewife Shout because her that. husband was never present. Ruling. Yeah, because her husband worked a lot and he didn't help out in any way at home. So she was the primary person with unpaid labor. And on the comments on that Facebook post, <laughs> men were like, oh, then I guess she should pay rent and she should pay uh she should pay for the food on the table then and i was like are you literally discounting all those hours of work that she's doing to but get see, that food on the table I've actually to earn her place in the I've, house i've seen like married couples like that where yeah. maybe the wife is a homemaker and the man is a working man and i've seen dynamics uh, where people when you know the man said that oh like you know uh what have you done what do you do i bring money right and then the woman doesn't get credit for the fact that she's raising the children right this is and that's where i think the gap exists that even even a lot of i think less so in the west more so in the east of course yeah but they just don't realize it and it's it's something that this is and that's the thing right we're talking about this now because this is and these issues have existed for a long ass time by the way like gender gap household work gap and etc all of this is expected expect except sorry (laughs) existed existed (laughs) (laughs) existed for a long time COVID-19 is just like it's brought to light some of the major cracks that in, in in a crisis you realize that, oh shit, these cracks are really gonna just break one day, yeah, you know? Yeah, and, and yeah. And I think that's the thing, right? Like, you wanna get back to some sort of normalcy, economic-wise, social, society-wise, like, we gotta do better. Yeah, exactly. And I think with, say, in the US at least, we don't know about the rest of the world yet, mm-hmm. but in the US, they, when Biden came into the office in January, I think, when he, because he has launched so many programs and so many, uh, passed so many bills uh, and signed on legislations that'll help rebuild the economy, right? And I think one of them was that he will he wants all, most of all of the programs to focus on the gender aspect yep. to give women that equal opportunity because he wants to address that as well because I have the same idea that you know this is the time pandemic is a good time to choosing to challenge mm-hmm. pre existing like bullshit exactly yeah yeah systems need to be fixed whether it's systems of inequality race and gender equality uh, yeah gender inequality. It's the system needs to be fixed, and crisis really reveals, you know. It's that like a, it's like a, 
Christ is the time to like look at the mirror. Yeah, but like that's not going to fix mentality, which is kind of what I want to go back to about those comments on um, the post about women getting compensated for her unpaid work at home, right? Mm-hmm. Even the comments when you think about um, anything, right? Like even Whitney Wolf. Yeah, even with Whitney Wolf, heard um, when she be- when people made a big deal out of her became the first woman to take her company public and her having a majority female board. The comments, the comments were were so surprising to me. They were yeah. just like, what's the big deal of having a, a woman. Ma- majority woman on a board? And I was like, because it's never really happened before. Many women, especially young girls, they grow up thinking that the board is going to be male. Wherever you go, even yeah. me, when I talk to, say, superiors, it's always a man in my industry in construction, right? Yeah. So to it is a big deal to make an, to see a female board, to see that female companies can reach a status where they can finally go public, Right. It's 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 a huge thing to see. So uh, people were just like, "What's the big deal? Why are you guys making a big deal out of this?" Uh, we're always trying to play victim, blah blah blah. It's not that, you know. It's like we're unfortunately we're still at the point where firsts for women are still happening, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like you know, I think here's the thing though. Just because something, and I feel like people need to know this, regardless of like women's issues, all issues. Just because it gets highlighted in the news doesn't mean that that's the normal. Exactly. What I guess highlighted in the news, like people think. Um, I read this somewhere that uh, people, if if suicide or something like that, it gets highlighted in the news. That means most people die from this cause. Yeah. That's not the truth. No. News will highlight what happens rarely or is more sensationalized. So just don't go by the news, you know? People yeah. think that... So that's the thing. I think pe- there's been so many highlights in the last couple years about... Yeah. Or even the last few years, right? With women's issues like, oh, me too, and this and that. So people and people who don't who are not women they identify or even yeah. a lot some women they're like oh you know what we have already like last year we've seen like oh me to this and this yeah, and that but yeah. then you're like just because it's been exposed doesn't mean this is the normal yeah no we're celebrating it so sometimes something getting highlighted in the news means you're celebrating something that's just finally happened exactly right yeah and then even if you think about the negativity around say Meghan Markle oh, and Prince Lord. Harry's like <laughs> situation right now yeah like them going on Oprah and um talking about their essentially their dirty laundry at home unfortunately it's sad that they they, they had to do yeah it. it's sad that they felt like this was the only way for them to you know clear so many things yeah exactly because kate uh, not kate sorry megan Markle was treated badly by the press she it's was very horrible. true right and because she's a woman of color because she's a woman people just tend to attack her when you think about it like prince harry was the one who decided helped was 50% of the decision maker to leave that family. But he didn't get the... But he didn't get the brunt of... Uh, in fact, whatever he did get was like, he's not enough of a man. He couldn't stand up to his wife. Yeah. And it's so sad to see that. Like, I think people... What he did was genuinely support his wife. Yeah. When you marry someone, you are agreeing to support each other in goodness and in health or whatever, right? You yeah. don't just decide, no, I'm sorry, you have to tolerate the torture my family's putting yeah. on you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know what, uh, people should look at, like, because I think a lot of people just don't realize how bad British tabloid is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like people should look at, like, Facebook news by, like, British tabloid and look at the comments by a lot of British people mm-hmm. because a lot of British, a significant amount of British people don't like yeah. when the women in the royal family, when the daughter-in-laws of the royal family are so outspoken. Mm-hmm. And history has shown that through Diana, yeah, right? Exactly. She was she was like Megan. She was very outspoken. She was, uh, and her individuality was so overpowering mm-hmm. for the royal family to handle. Exactly. But you'll see that post that interview, Megan's 
favorability in Britain actually went down. Yeah. And a lot of people, I think one of my friends who lives in London, she shared with me a screenshot that in one Facebook, like, because she's in London, so she was seeing, like, British people's comments on some British mm-hmm. news channels articles on this Meghan Markle interview. A lot of people have some dirty comments, like, yeah. she doesn't deserve to be in the royal family, she's this, but basically yeah. trashing her, you know? And I'm like, trashing her for what? For for speaking the truth? Yeah. And here, I'm not saying, okay, certain things, fine. Even if I take those people's point and I'm like, okay, fine. Some of the things she's allegedly saying. So mm-hmm. it's not 100%. I don't yeah, know yeah. that. Even if I take their point. But do you still treat someone like that? Yeah. You know, like, and and <laughs> I think Sarah and I spoke about this, that how all, because I think from that interview, what came out is, you know, all this like in-laws and daughter-in-law drama. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. If, this, if you see like, um, Indian subcontinent like India, Pakistan, Bangladesh is like television shows and yeah. movies especially television shows like Indian soap, soap operas, operas yeah. you'll see it's so dramatized like the mother-in-law and daughter-in-law's rivalry and all that crap and you know I was thinking and then post Meghan Markle's interview I realized you know what this this is another thing that the Brits left post-colonization yeah. they left their bullshit in-laws drama to, with us British stiffness yeah and I'm just like yeah I don't actually know if it's because of the British I mean this, have, this is common yeah, but like you know what it makes sense yeah <laughs> It makes but, sense. So much like mother-in-law, mother-in-law, daughter-in-law drama. Pitting women against each yeah, other. Yeah, pitting women against yeah. each other. And just like not accepting, expecting the 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 daughter-in-law to fully, to fully like uh, assimilate into your culture, into your lifestyle, that, that her yeah. husband's family's lifestyle, and not giving her the support or protection when she wants it yeah. from you, you yeah. know? Yeah. You don't treat her as your own. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately. And, and the thing is like, the way people came down on Megan Rockman, I feel bad for her. She's just... Even if her complaints are exaggerated or whatever, she's clearly feeling it. Like, who are you to invalidate the feelings of a woman who clearly left a lot behind? She left her career behind. And then so many people were like, what career did she have? She just was a B-grade actress. Well, B-grade actresses have feelings too. It's a career too. They also want their marriage to be successful. They also want to feel supported, right? I don't think she's a B-grade actress. Yeah, I don't think so either. It's a pretty great show. (laughs) Yeah, Suits was a good show, man. I like that show. Anyways, yeah. But... Essentially, the treatment of women. And I think that's an important point, you know. Taking like on you, systems. If you look at how much Meghan Markle faced post this interview. Yeah. So much shit, right? 30 years ago, her mother-in-law. Yeah, nothing's late changed. Late mother-in-law, Diana, faced the same thing. Like when she exposed his, you know, freaking adulterous husband. Mm-hmm. Bitch. <laughs> I feel very strong feelings post-watching season four of Crown, but anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, but I think, um, okay, maybe that was, I take it back. But uh, anyway, um... Sorry, yeah, so I think uh, she faced the same thing when she was ex- she, when she actually came out in an interview and said, you know, like, uh, there were three people in a marriage and things like that. And she faced a lot of hate from uh, the royal family. Mm-hmm. Until uh, she a died lot of and British people, her. British tabloids, right? Yeah. And then 30 years later, her daughter-in-law is facing the same thing. So the question then mm-hmm. comes, how much progress have we actually made? Yeah. You know, on that note, not to take away from what you just said, but um, three of the crown, I really think... Another progress that we've made is the representation of women on television. You know, before women were always like the goody two shoe people or the extremely like, I'm putting using air quotes when I say this, like slutty women or vamp women or evil women like Cruella Deville is evil or all powerful women were considered like kind of evil or yeah. bad yeah. in movies. But now, if you look at The Crown, this new season, there was Margaret Thatcher, there was Queen Elizabeth, yeah. and then there was Diana. Three yeah. very different women who are, and each has different kinds of power, right? Yeah. And they have their flaws, they have their like, um, 
quirks quirks they have their but they're not shown as bad people they didn't yeah. show margaret thatcher as just a horrible leader they showed her as a powerful woman with her who had flaws who had issues same thing with queen elizabeth they did a beautiful portrayal of her even with diana they showed her vulnerabilities and yeah. her the stuff that could have contributed to her fight with charles but how she was still a loved beautiful person right so i think women have come far in the representation on tv as well we're not shitty like empty characters anymore yeah yeah that's true yeah that's true positive yeah. but yeah i think we can't end this episode without talking about the shooting that happened in atlanta Just a few where days ago. yeah a few days ago where six asian women well, eight people were killed and of those six asian women were killed and the reason why this connects to our episode is because these six asian women that were killed allegedly were killed because this man i forgot his name um, whatever we don't even robert need, yeah we, we don't even not, need to give him airtime whatever yeah. but he um he essentially said that he went and did this act because he had a sex addiction. He couldn't control his temptation, so he wanted to eliminate And anything. he's also a religious Christian. Yeah, he's also a religious Christian. So he thinks that massage parlors, where he went and shot up these women, are contributing to his temptation. So he, Which is in contradiction with his religious belief. Exactly. So the problem is not that he has the sex addiction. The problem is that these massage parlors, where women are working, where predominantly work, where basically women are the reason that he has a sex addiction. According not to him. Because he has yeah, a problem. So... Problem. This, again, goes back to the mentality issue. We need to change our mentality. So this guy went and murdered these Asian women. So there's obviously racial undertones here as well, fetishizing Asian women. But in general, it's just like women are at fault. Yeah. 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 And you he know, thought, you he thought ever, shooting people was justified you, because... Okay, first of all, if men think that women are not ever sexually frustrated, you should look at that. Men, men, women are also sexually yeah. frustrated. They have sometimes. bad days too. Yeah, but... Women don't go blow up men. Yeah. If you Google something... If they do, they go to jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, and if you Google something called incel attacks, right? These are like um, online forums where men who are going through involuntary celibacy incel um, because they blame that because of women, they're not being able to yeah. have sex, right? Whereas it's their social awkwardness and things like that. And if you Google incel attacks, all of the incel attacks that happen, including the one I think that happened in 2018 in Canada, they've been by men who drove a car, blew up someplace. Basically, they their own sexual frustration, they're blaming it on women. Yeah. Right? You don't hear women doing this shit. Mm-hmm. So even... so. To think that even now you hear it like this is very heartbreaking, right? Yeah. It's not only about race; it's also about gender. Yeah. First of all, yes, Asian Americans, because then I think, and the sad thing is, it's been building up since the last yeah, year, right? I exactly. mean, for I think for since the pandemic, for yeah. decades, Asian Americans have bared like horrible discrimination in the U.S. from the Japanese internment camps mm-hmm. to Vietnam War during the time, all of the wording and narrative around that, but. It's like since last year, Asian Americans have been facing a lot of hate. A lot of elderly Asian Americans have been facing a lot of hate and physical violence. But it just didn't get highlighted. And it's sad that now it's finally come to the forefront when six people lost their life. So six women, when and it's a known thing where they got fetishized. I think that's Mm -hmm. what you were saying. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think that's it's it's unfortunate, you know, with in terms of economic inequality, in terms of um, professional inequality, in terms of even mentalities that need to change. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. Yeah. But, you know, we still need to celebrate and remember the good things that have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we just want to end this episode by, you know, asking... Uh, and I want to just want to jump in and say something because one of the good... You're saying good things, right? And I think it's important that right now, mm-hmm. a lot of people... Um, I don't think that maybe if it was six, seven years ago, yeah. um, gender and race would have been this much of a factor for this guy's shooting yeah. spree, right? Um, 
maybe race to some extent but not even gender now it's like asian american women got shot yeah. up right that's the thing i think so many people are like you're having a bad day and you're doing all this shit what the fuck doesn't make sense that logic right yeah, yeah. so i think that the fact that that is even a part of the conversation and hopefully that will even though the guy clearly apparently denied that race or it had anything to do with i think race mm-hmm. um, yeah he denied think, that yeah. yeah he said that by because he said that but apparently a lot of people are saying he copped out because it's got lesser i think penalty or punishment oh, okay, okay. if it's not racism or hate crime yeah um right so if you're doing it against a gender or race specifically it's got a more lot more penalty yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um so the fact that it's even a part of the conversation now that gives us hope that a it will be a part of the trial yeah and b the the fact that it's part of the conversation it means people care about it yeah people so that's are challenging progress. it yeah exactly, exactly. so that that's huge it's mm-hmm. progress which wouldn't have happened a, a decade ago yeah so exactly. that's worth mentioning yeah for sure like we have to challenge the systems when when a cop says he's just having a bad day everybody in the internet everybody ever just they challenged him on his words yeah shout right? out to shout out to like social media now yeah a lot of people like burn yeah, you're toxic sometimes but you're yeah. good <laughs> you get some stuff done yeah but yeah on that note thank you guys for listening to another episode we're gonna try our best to be as regular as possible and um some exciting stuff is coming up we've yeah. got another guest coming up soon so please stay with us and happy internet women's history month yeah and keep supporting each other chat soon yes bye-bye we are available on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, and podbean for updates and to connect with us, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at, at That's What They Said Podcast.